Welcome to the Safina Society, nothing but facts live stream on our last stream of the month of Ramadan. We are after this going to be just all everyone individually focused, doing their thing. Masjid is going to be extremely busy. Last 10 nights, it's lights out. There's nothing going on except uh, the, uh, the what's happening on the evenings. Okay, there there is no. Um, it's a complete blitz in the last ten nights, where we're going to be going down. I think they they have iftar every night there for the Martekifin. Omar Abbasi, where are you doing it? Are you going to be doing any etikaf? You're doing etikaf, yeah. The MBIC etikaf is really nice. Uh, there's going to be iftar there, and I think all the masjid it's lights out, and literally lights out as in. Uh, uh, all our nights are days. And the Christians actually, they actually say that this is the mark that Muslims are Satanists. Because the, the, the uh, Satan comes out at night. The work of Satan is all at night. We say, okay, I think what you want. We have uh, a lot of segments here. Okay, we have a lot of segments here. And our first segment, we're going to go uh, straight to Laylatul Qadr. And we're going to read from Sharh Sahih al-Bukhari ibn Battal. Okay. Abu al-Hasan Ali ibn Khalaf ibn Abd al-Malik. All right. Ibn Battal, his Sharh. And he has a short section on Laylat al-Qadr, which we'll read. We'll get straight into that right away. Because then we have a news story that I want to read to everyone. We have a video clip. And we have two unboxings. And then we have your Q&A. بسم الله قال تعالى إنا أنزلناه في ليلة القدر إلى آخر السورة وقال ابن عيينة ما كان في القرآن وما أدراك فقد أعلمه أعلم ما كان في القرآن وما أدراك فقد أعلمه وما قال وما يدريك فإنه لم يعلمه whenever Allah says وما أدراك that means what follows it is going to be something that's known, something that we should all know and can know. And ma adraka means, and and who will inform you or what will inform you? Okay. Wama yudrika means, how will you know? He says that whenever the Quran, anything that follows wama yudrika means you will not know it. Okay. Wama yudrika la'ala how do you know? Maybe the hour is near. Nobody knows when the hour is. Man sama Ramadan iman wa ihtisaban ghufira law ma taqaddama min dhanbi. Whoever stands up for the whole month of Ramadan or whatsoever you stand up for Ramadan, whatever your tarawih is in Ramadan, you have the forgiveness of that time uh, of of what you stood for. So if someone does a perfect tarawih, inshallah they get a perfect forgiveness. If someone does Half uh, uh, their tarawih, in other words, they don't do a couple nights or half the nights, then they're only going to get half of that. قال ابن المنذر معنى قوله إيمانا يعني تصديقا أن الله فرض عليه الصوم واحتسابا لثواب الله. Okay, إيمانا meaning we're doing this because we believe it's it's a fard upon us, and that's. So important in all actions is that 
we don't we're not doing something because we think it's good we're doing things because allah obligated it and that's a big difference that's a huge difference do something because you think it's good for you that means you're the you're the legislator and you're not submitting but doing something because allah made this a fard upon us we we're establishing allah as a legislator and we us as submitters to that legislation ihtisaban seeking and counting and waiting and hoping for the reward غُفِرَ لَهُمَا تَقَدَّمِ مِنْ دَنْبِهِ عَامٌ عَامٌ يُرْجَى لِمَنْ فَعَلَ مَا ذَكَرَهُ فِي الْحَدِيثِ It's general. Sagair yeah. or kabair? Which one is forgiven in Ramadan? Inshallah it is both. It can be sagair and it can be kabair. Okay. Okay. That's uh, a strong opinion. لِأَنَّهُ لَمْ يَسْتَثْنِ ذَنْبًا دُونَ ذَنْبًا Because Allah did not the Prophet ﷺ in this hadith did not separate one sin from another. Okay. Alright, and in the hadith, the standing up and praying qiyam in Laylatul Qadr is more worthy, it is more uh, hopeful okay, than any other night. In the Ansanahu fi Laylatul Qadr, Rawa Sa'id ibn Jubair. عن ابن عباس قال نزل القرآن نزل القرآن جملة نزل القرآن جملة واحدة في ليلة القدر. The entire Quran descended in ليلة القدر. In the month of Ramadan to the سماء الدنيا to the lowest sky. فجعل فجعل في بيت العزة. Then it was placed in بيت العزة. ثم نزل على النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم في عشرين سنة. Then twenty years. In this hadith says twenty years. We know it's twenty-three years. Uh, it was revealed to the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم in parts, and it's the only book that was revealed in parts. All other books were revealed to their prophets in whole, in one whole. Okay. وقال ابن عباس أيضا أنزل الله القرآن جملة واحدة في ليلة القدر. Allah revealed the Quran in one, okay, Jumlatan in Laylatul Qadr. All of it in Laylatul Qadr revealed not to the heart of the Prophet, but to the Sama'at Dunya. Sama' is the skies, they're not paradises. The Sama'at are these like universes or skies above ours. After that, it would come down like shooting stars. فَكَانَ اللَّهُ فَكَانَ اللَّهُ يُنْزِلُهُ فَكَانَ اللَّهُ يُنْزِلُهُ عَلَى رَسُولِهِ بَعْضُهُ فِي إِثْرِ بَعْضٍ okay. فَقَالَ لَوْلَا نُزِّلَ عَلَيْهِ الْقُرْآنُ جُمْلَةً وَاحِدَةً the, 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 the Quraysh said why don't the whole Quran come down in one shot instead of every day a different verse Allah tells us, This is so that we can make your heart solid, strong. Because when you add the weights over time, you become strong, you develop strength. There's no stress in, the, in carrying the weights. And this is not just, let me just tell you something. This is not just the reality for the Quran. The sunnah of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. 
when Allah wills to establish something on the earth, He makes it come down little by little by little by little by little, each time getting stronger and stronger and stronger and stronger. You understand? This is extremely important. Anytime that you just get a tidal wave one time, that's just like a one-time thing. But when you get a little wave, next, then it, then it recedes. Then another wave, stronger, then it recedes. Then another wave, stronger, then it recedes. And it keeps getting stronger and stronger and stronger. That, it's eroded in now, it's permanent. It's permanent. It's going to be, it's going to stay forever. That is the sunnah of Allah and His creation. And if you want to talk to people who, who achieve things in life, they also say something similar to this. They say, well, I think about it, and then I go back to the status quo. I think about it again, and go back to the status quo. Think about it again, and go back to the status quo. Right? And each time you get stronger, and your life, your mind, your world, your worldview gets adapts to this new idea. Whereas, see every time that you had like a craze. Right? There's a craze. It comes suddenly real quick, and then it disappears real quick. Like, every four years, there's like a World Cup craze. And then people don't... Like, People who never thought about soccer before, they're in a craze. And then what happens? Right after the last game, it just recedes completely. No, they think about soccer forever, for four more years, right? Until the next craze. So, so this, that is the sunnah of when Allah does not want something established on the earth. Okay? So this is, yet it is in the Quran, but it's also this ayah. It's for the Qur'an, yes, but it's for everything else in life too. If you want something to remain established in your life, do it a little bit, then go back to normal. Then do it again a little bit, then go back to normal. If you keep doing that for two, three years, it's never leaving. It's part of your life now. وَذَكَرَ ابْنُ وَهْبٍ عَنْ مَسْلَمَةَ ابْنِ عَلِيٍّ عَنْ عُرْوَةَ قَالَ ذَكَرَ رَسُولُ اللَّهِ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمَ أَرْبَعَةً in Bani Israel. The Prophet mentioned four from Bani Israel. They worshipped Allah and did not disobey Allah, not the blink of an eye. Who are they? Ayyub, Zakaria, Hizqil, wa Yushabinun. Fa'ajabun. Fa'ajaba Fa'ajaba Ashabu Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in Dali. Fa'atahu Jibreel, Fa'ala ya Muhammad. Your ummah is bewildered by these people who worshipped Allah 80 years and did not disobey Him one blink of an eye. Allah has revealed to you something better than this. Keep this in mind, put it in the bank. There is no fadila that any nation, follower of any prophet has ever, ever, ever received except the ummah of the Messenger وسلم, has received this likeness, including fighting the enemies. So what kind of enemy did Musa get? What kind of enemy did Isa get? What kind of enemy did Nuh get? What kind of enemy did Lut get? What kind of enemy did Hud get? We have the same enemy. doesn't have to be every single Muslim, but enough to say that the Ummah of Muhammad وسلم, faced the same type of enemy. What was the problem in Sayyidina Suleiman? Wasn't it magicians? 
Well, we got plenty of Sahara. Plenty of magicians causing mischief and Muslims fighting them. Everything that you can imagine. Black magic, that is. Jinn. Name it. And you can imagine it. Okay. In the Ummah of the Prophet. You find it in the Ummah of the Prophet. The Prophet was very happy and the Messenger was very happy. Uh, the Prophet was happy and the people were happy. Malik, oh, we're going to underline this. Malik says, underline that. No, no pencil, okay. Malik, oh, is it a, was it work? Sa'id al Musayyib or Musayyib can go either way. And Nahuya can a cool man shahida al Aisha layla al Qadri fakad akada bihadihi minha. What is the very minimum least that you could do? Okay. Attend Aisha in Jama'ah. Attend Aisha in the Masjid. Ukala ibn Abbas. Fiha yufrakukulu emrin hakim. This ayah in Surat Ad Dukhan. فيها يفرق كل أمر حكيم يكتب في أم الكتاب في ليلة القدر ما يكون من السنة إلى السنة It is written in ليلة القدر what is what will happen from one year to the next okay and some said that this was for ليلة النصف من شعبان there's another رواية on that وقال مجاهد ليلة القدر ليلة الحكم it is the night of Hukum, judgment, the judgment of what's going to happen for you. As if things are finally destined. Okay. Salamun here, meaning it is good and in peace until the Fajr comes. Next. Qala ibn Umar. Ibn Umar said, Anna rajulan min ashabi nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. أروا ليلة القدر في المنام في السبع الأواخر. Okay. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was shown ليلة القدر in his dream that it is in the last seven nights. أرى رؤياكم قد تواطت. تواطت. Okay. Um, بغير همزة there is تواطت and تواطت. And uh, 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 sorry, a man from the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. A man from the Prophet, uh, from the Sahaba of the Prophet Okay. Uh, m- multiple Sahaba all saw that the Laylat al Qadr is in the last seven. So, what did the Prophet say? I see that your dreams, tawata'at, and, and in this narration it says tawata'at, meaning it's t- there's like repetitiveness of the same similar dreams uh, repeated. Almost a type of tawatur, right? Tawata'at al Ru'a means it, many same message has come in many different from many different people or to the same person repeatedly whoever is seeking out Laylatul Qadr seek it out in the last seven nights so the Prophet says I see that your dreams have so what is the Prophet doing here he's actually confirming a divine command or a divine gift through the dreams of non-prophets. This is probably, this should be studied, this hadith, in any um, t- 
discussion on dream interpretation because the Prophet is talking about a massive thing here, Laylatul Qadr. And what's his evidence? Okay. To say the last seven, it's because of uh, the dreams of the Sahaba. And Rijalan min ashab Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Okay. Many men from the companions. Uru Laylatul Qadri fil Manami. They were made to see Laylatul Qadr. وفيه أبو سعيد اعتكفنا مع رسول الله العشر الأوسط من رمضان We made اعتكاف with the Prophet in the middle ten nights of Ramadan فخرج صبيحة عشرين فخطبنا He came out on the morning of the 20th and he said إني أريت ليلة القدر ثم أنسيتها I was shown ليلة القدر Okay but then I was made to forget it. Why? When you show him something, then he is certain about it. But when made to forget, then the specific specificity is vague. So it's hidden now. When it's hidden, what do we have to do? We have to seek it. And why does would Allah hide it? Why not just tell the Ummah it's on the 27th? Because then nobody would do anything from the 21st to the 26th. And from the 28th to the 30th. Right? By hiding it in the last ten nights, well that's reasonable. We can we can sprint for ten nights. You can't hide it for thirty days, then no one's gonna sprint for thirty days, right? But the first ten nights is a forgiveness of sins. Last ten nights, uh, middle ten nights, which we're in right now, right? What are we in? What day is Ramadan is it, by the way? Sixteenth? Fifteenth. So Whoever's reciting a khatam, you should reach the round Surah Al-Kaf today. Okay? Middle, middle days of Ramadan, you're completely, uh, body's adjusted, everything's adjusted. Last 10 nights, it's a sprint. That's the wisdom. Allah has hidden many things inside of many other things. That's the best way for you to attain the reward. Because if, you, if we knew it's the 27th, what's going to happen? We're going to come in flat. You're not going to do anything from the 21st to the 26th. You won't do anything. So you come in 27th flat. But if, if 21st could be Laylatul Qadr, 22nd could be Laylatul Qadr, 23rd could be Laylatul Qadr. Well, if, let's say, hypothetically, it's the 25th. Well, you've been striving for four days now, right? You've been striving for four days. You hit it. If it's the 27th, you've been striving for six days. You'd be on, you'd be on a roll. Okay, you'd have energy and heat. Okay. I saw myself, the Prophet again, another dream from the Prophet. He said, I saw myself prostrating in water and mud. Whoever is making it to Kaf, go back. Ah, subhanallah. I saw myself in a vision. The Prophet said, I see myself in a vision prostrating in water and mud. So whoever's making etikaf with me, leave. Wait, what is water and mud? Is it knowledge? Is it? No, it's actual water and mud. Okay? So the Prophet said, everyone leave. The next night, it poured rain. Rahmah. 
mercy for these Sahaba not to be in the misery of mud. So this is an example here of uh, the explicit dream. What did I say the other day when I studied, when we talked about the dreams of Yusuf? Dreams are either marmuz or nas, right? Marmuz, symbolic. Like Umar ibn al-Khattab seeing a dream that he has a long thobe that he can't gather. He keeps trying to gather his thobe. Imagine you have a thobe. It's in one swoop, you should gather it, right? Pick up the right side with one hand, left side another, put the left in the right, and you got your thobe, right? Umar ibn al-Khattab saw a dream where he's trying to pick up, he picks up the right, he picks up the left. He puts the left in the right. Then he looks down. The thobe is dropping again. So he picks it up again. He looks left. It dropped again. And he can't, he cannot pick up his thobe. Okay? So he became concerned because we know that the long thobe, what is it? Sign of arrogance. Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam smiled and laughed and he said, it is knowledge. It is not, it's deen. This is deen. This is deen. Why? Allah says in the Quran, the, the garment of taqwa, that is the best. Okay? The garment of taqwa, it is deen. His deen is strong. That means Sayyidina Muhammad does not cut corners in the religion. No cutting corners. He has wara. He stays far from the disobedience of Allah. Why do people uh, fear Omar? Sayyidina Ali was asked, why do people fear Omar so much? Is it because he's tall? No. A lot of people are tall. Is it because he's he's he has a loud voice box? A lot of people a loud voice. A lot of people have a loud voice. People, Sayyidina Ali says people fear Omar because Omar fears Allah, and that fear translates. Why do people love Abu Bakr? Abu Bakr loves Allah, right? So how you are with Allah, the people will be with you. You sneaky with Allah and you think that you can fool Him, you're going to attract fools into your life, and they will fool you someday. So this dream was Nas from Matarat. Take a picture of this actually. Send it to my my teachers in dream interpretation. Okay. Until even the 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 rooftop, the roof that the one third of the mosque is covered in roof, it was penetrating. The rain was even penetrating through the roof. Wakana min jarid in nakhl wa uqimatis salah. فَرَأَيْتُ رَسُولُ رَسُولَ اللَّهِ صلى الله عليه وسلم يَسْجُدُ فِي الْمَاءِ وَالطِّينَ حَتَّى رَأَيْتُ أَثَرَ الطِّينَ فِي جَبْهَتِهِ So the, the dream came true and I saw the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم okay, Abu Sayyid al-Khudri is saying prostrating for the obligatory prayer actually prostrating in uh, the dirt which had some water in it so it was mud and having some of that on his face they did not have Rugs in the masjid back then, or even straw mats back then. Okay, so what ends up happening here is that uh, the Prophet ﷺ is shown this and sends the Mu'atakifin home so that they don't have to be bothered by the terrible conditions of the rain. Okay, you ever go camping and it rains? It's like one of the worst things that could happen. It's absolute utter misery. The chips are soggy. You know, the coals are not going to light up again for another two days. It's a mess. You just want to be home. You wonder, why did I even come on this trip? You need to go glamping. You set up the camp uh, in the daytime, the tent in the daytime. You go in the river. You grill. 
Uh, once uh, 7, 8 p.m., you pack up, you go to the Holiday Inn. That's called, that's glamping. Go to the Holiday Inn, all right, go to Friendly's, unwind yourself in the hotel room with your family. That's glamping. That's mid- Glamorous camping. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 Hadith of Ibn Umar, whoever is going to look for out for Laylatul Qadr, then he should look it out for it and try to get it in the last seven nights. Okay? Now, some say that يُرِيجُ فِي ذَلِكَ الْعَامَ الَّذِي تَوَاطَأَتْ فِيهِ الرُّؤَى That that last seven nights, those dreams that those Sahaba had were just for that night. Just, uh, for that year, not permanently. The permanently is the last 10 nights, okay? So if someone wonders, wait a minute, are you saying last seven nights? It's going to be last 10 nights. No. He's, he, Ibn Wattari gives you the sharh here. He means by that, that year specifically, last seven nights in that year, okay? لِأَنَّهُ قَالَ فِي حَدِيثِ أَبِي سَعِيدِ فَالْتَمِسُوهَا فِي الْعَشْرِ الْأَوَاخِرِ فِي الْوِتْرِ what, what is the word of the Prophet? Seek it out in the last ten nights, in the odd days, and the Prophet said this multiple times, so that is the default, and therefore the hadith of the last seven nights was for, just for that year. وَإِنِّي رَأَيْتُ أَنِّي أَسْجُدُ فِي مَاءٍ وَطِينَ فَمُطِرْنَا Okay. So this Habi Abu Sayyid al-Khudri narrates, he says that the Prophet said, I see myself prostrating in water and mud. So there, then it rained upon us. Okay? Then, uh, okay? If you understand this interpretation, that the dreams of the last seven nights is is for that one year only, therefore there's no contradiction between the narrations. Okay. And in, in the hadith, the default of the Prophet ﷺ, therefore puts it the focus on the last ten nights, but the odd days, which is how many? Five. Five. Okay. Whereas the previous one, the Prophet said, seek it out in the last seven. That's seven. Okay. Last season, that didn't, didn't specify for that year, odd or even. Okay. Mm. The Prophet ﷺ said in another time in Ramadan, remember the Prophet had four Ramadans with the Ummah, only four. Seek it out in the 20th, seek it out tonight, the Prophet said to the Sahaba, seek it out tonight, and it was the 23rd. فَقَالَ رَجُلٌ هَذَا أَوَّلُ ثَمَانٌ This is the first of eight. فَقَالَ بَلْ أَوَّلُ The Prophet said, no, first of seven. Because this month will not uh, be complete. This month will not be 30 days. Okay? 
So they determined by that that it's the last seven. And the Prophet ﷺ pointed them to the 23rd night because that month, the that year, the month was only 29 days. Okay. Showing that in future years, it could be a different night. So Laylat al-Qadr shifts. It does not have to be the same night every single year. قال المؤلف ابن بطال says وقد روى الثوري عن عاصم ابن أبي النجود عن زر ابن حبيش قال قلت لأبي ابن كعب زر ابن حبيش said I said to Ubay ابن كعب أخبرني عن ليلة القدر tell me about ليلة القدر فإن ابن مسعود قال because ابن مسعود says من يقوم الحول يصبها if you, st- if you do قيام the entire year you'll attain ليلة القدر why would he say entire year? Wouldn't he just say entire month? So now Zir is confused. Is Laylatul Qadr in Ramadan only? Or could it be outside of Ramadan? Okay. فَقَالَ يَرْحَمُهُ اللَّهُ Ubay bin Ka'ab said, May Allah have mercy on him. لَقَدْ عَلِمَ أَنَّهَا فِي رَمَضَانِ He knows it's only in Ramadan. لَكِنْ عَمَا عَلَى النَّاسِ لِأَلَّا يَتَّكِلُوا However, he's made it sound like it could be at any time so that they don't be lazy or rely only on Ramadan and not take action, not do ibadah outside of Ramadan. وَالَّذِي أَنزَلَ الْكِتَابَ عَلَى مُحَمَّدٍ إِنَّهَا فِي رَمَضَان By the one who revealed this book to Muhammad, it is in Ramadan. وَإِنَّهَا لَيْلَةَ سَبْعٍ وَعَشْرِينَ It is the 27th night. Okay, so who is saying this? Ubay bin Ka'ab, who also said that Abdullah bin Abbas. That's why the 27th night has a lot of comments about it. Meaning, there's the highest chances and the desire and hope that it's on the 27th line. And whoever goes and says what Ibn Mas'ud says, that it could be throughout the year, he has no evidence. Except speculation. من دوران الزمان بزيادة ونقصان في الأهلة this is a wrong interpretation. No, he was simply saying that so that people do not leave off qiyam in the last, in the rest of the year. Okay. It is impossible to be outside of Ramadan. فَلَا يَجِبُ أَنْ تَكُونَ لَيْلَةَ الْقَدْرِ فِي غَيْرِ رَمَضَانِ قَالَ التَّحَاوِي وَفِي كِتَابِ اللَّهِ مَا يَدُلُّ أَنَّهَا فِي شَهْرِ رَمَضَانِ خَاصَّةً In the book of Allah, it shows that it's in the month of Ramadan. إِنَّا أَنْزَلْنَهُ فِي لَيْلَةِ الْقَدْرِ إِنَّا أَنْزَلْنَهُ فِي لَيْلَةِ مُبَارَكَةٍ إِنَّا كُنَّا مُنْذِرِينَ فِيهَا يُفْرَقُ what does it mean? Isn't my destiny always written? Yes, your destiny is written with options. If he does this, then this. If he does that, then that. If he does this, if he behaves like this, then this. Okay? So, Laylatul Qadr will have in it the destiny that, of the destinies that were possible, what you have earned. Wal 
قطع من سحاب دقاق عن صاحب العين وقوله من كان متحريها يعني من كان قاصدا لها what is متحريها the one who is seeking it intending it يقال تحريت الشيء I sought the thing إذا قصدته وتعمدته I sought it with purpose and intention إني أرى رؤياكم قد تواطت فإن المحدثين يرونه كذلك وإنما هو تواطأت بالهمزة من قوله تعالى ليواطئوا عدة ما حرم الله إن ناشئة الليل هي أشد وطأ ولكنه يجوز في كلام, كلام كثير من العرب حذف الهمزة So the word تواطأت means to go over something multiple times until it becomes a muwatta which is a trodden path okay so when the sahaba's dreams all were telling them it's the last seven nights the prophet said this concept of last seven has become a trodden path it means many of you have seen it that means it's likely to be it is the truth okay but so the discussion here is it tawata'at and tawata'at so in some speech of the arabs they drop the hamza it's a linguistic discussion. Okay. وَمَعْنَا تَوَاطَتْ The meaning of تَوَاطَتْ is اتَّفَقَتْ وَاجْتَمَعَتْ عَلَى شَيْءٍ وَاحِدٍ وَالتَّوَطُّعَ التَّلْيِينَ وَطَأَتْ لِفُلَانٍ هَذَا الْأَمْرِ وَطَأَتْ إِذَا سَهُلَتْ وَلِيُّنَتْ Which means here that something اتَّفَقَتْ وَاجْتَمَعَتْ it's come together and is agreed upon. Okay. How is it agreed upon? By multiple different testimonies. Becomes agreed upon. What else about Laylatul Al-Qadr? Let's talk about Sayyidah Aisha radiallahu anha. Qala sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Taharru Laylatul Al-Qadri Filwitri min al-ashr al-awakhiri min Ramadan. Seek out Laylatul Al-Qadr in the odd nights of the last 10 nights of Ramadan. And also from Sa'id, Abu Sa'id al-Khudri. وَقَدْ رَأَيْتُ هَذِهِ اللَّيْلَةِ ثُمَّ أُنْسِيْتُهَا I saw this night, then I was made to forget it. فَبْتَغُوهَا فِي الْعَشْرِ الْأَوَاخِرِ So seek it out in the last 10 nights. وَبْتَغُوهَا فِي كُلِّ وَتْرِ And seek it out in every odd night. وَقَدْ رَأَيْتَنِي أَسْجُدُ فِي مَاءٍ وَطِينٍ and the Prophet then said, I saw myself prostrating in water and mud, and that night it did in fact rain. I saw him leaving from the Subh prayer. See why we call Fajr? We, Salatul Fajr in, is the correct word for it, is Subh. Subh. The prayer. Fajr is the time. The Turak as a Fajr is the Sunnah. And the Salatul Fajr, what we people call Salatul Fajr, we call it Subh. Okay. Um, and I saw the Prophet that day after Fajr. Subh. His face had mud on it and water. Water from the rain. The mud is on the ground. The water's in the sky, obviously. Ibn Abbas. 
وليلة القدر في تاسعة تبقى في سابعة تبقى في خامسة تبقى seek it out in the last ten nights seek it out in the with seven remaining then with five remaining okay nine remaining seven remaining five remaining قال ابن عباس عن النبي أيضا هي في العشر الأواخر في سبع يمضين أو في سبع يبقين it's in the last ten nights especially with seven left meaning of the last ten what's most likely the last seven التمسوها في أربعان وعشرين said Ibn Mas'ud added on that الطبري says اختلف الصحابة والتابعون لهم بإحسان في تحديد ليلة القدر بعينها the Sahaba differed on the actual specific date of Laylat al-Qadr because they all narrated different things from the Prophet Ibn Mas'ud says it is the it's the 17th of Ramadan that's what Ibn Mas'ud said Sayyidina Ali Sayyid bin Thabit scribe of the Prophet and Ibn Mas'ud says Tis Ashar, Tis nineteenth. Some of them, twenty one. Okay. Okay. What does this mean? They mean either they felt that it was that night in one year or that they felt that that is the most likely night. Okay, because it's always changing anyway. Okay. Even some of them said 24th night. Ibn Abbas and Bilal said that. These Sahaba who said this, they're basing this off the Prophet saying, seek it out in the last seven. So they're saying 24th because that's the beginning of the last seven. 24 to 30 is the last seven. وروى عن ابن عمر أنه قال هي في رمضان كله. Okay, رمضان. He said it could be in any day of Ramadan. Again, trying to make people not be lazy for twenty nights and then push in the last ten. وروى عبد الله بن بريدة عن معاوية عن النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم أنها آخر ليلة. Okay. Another narration said it's the last night of Ramadan. وقال أيوب عن أبي قلابة. أنها تجول في ليالي العشر كلها. And this is the most stated opinion. Okay, that it's it is shifting between the last ten nights. In the last ten nights, الطبري says والآثار المروية في ذلك عن النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم صحيح. All these these narrations from the Prophet are sound. وهي متفقة غير مختلفة. And there is agreement upon them. They don't not uh, contradictory. وذلك أن جميعها ينبئ عنه عليه السلام أنها في العشر الأواخر 
and there is agreement it's in the last 10 وغير منكر ان منكرا تتحول ان تتجول في كل سنه في ليله من ليالي العشر كما قال ابو قلابه and here tabari is confirming abu qalaba what we just said that it's in the last times but in every year it could be a different night كان معلوما انه عليه السلام انما قال في كل ليله من ليالي التي امر اصحابه بطلبتها فيها انها كانت عنده في ذلك العام في تلك الليله every sahabi who says oh it was this night is that night it means for he saw it in his lifetime at that time in that night that's the meaning of it فالصواب ان في شهر رمضان دون شهر السنه شهور السنه what is we absolutely know it's in ramadan not in any other uh, uh, month لاجماع الجميع okay so uh, with ijma on that انه قال هي في العشر الاواخر في وتر منها Now the Prophet ﷺ said it's in the odd nights. ثم لا حد في ذلك خاص لليلة بعينها. There is no specificity to a specific date. لا يعدوها إلى غيرها. لأن ذلك لو كان محصورا على ليلة بعينه لكان أولى الناس بمعرفتها. النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم مع جده مع جده جده في أمرها ليعرفها أمته. If if it was on a specific date, who would know it more than the Prophet Because he took the matter seriously and he wanted to teach his ummah. He wanted to tell his ummah where to get this 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 glad tidings and this this uh, wonderful night. Okay, so uh, that's the proof that it is not a set night, but we do know it's in the last ten and specifically in the odd nights. لا حار ولا بارد. It is a cool night, not hot nor cold. وأن الشمس تطلع في صبيحتها بيضاء لا شعاع لها. That morning the sun rises. You wait until after Fajr and you look up the sun. It comes up white, no rays. White here meaning clear, like a circle, no rays. Okay. Now, as Allah would not tell us about ليلة القدر. Without to seek it, without seeing signs for it, there must be signs for it. وَلِأَنَّ فِي دَلَالَتِهِ أُمَّتَهُ عَلَيْهَا بِالْآيَاتِ دُونَ تَوْقِيفَهِ تَوْقِيفِهِ دُونَ تَوْقِيفِهِ عَلَى لَيْلَةٍ بِعَيْنِهَا دَلِيلٌ وَاضِحٌ عَلَى كَذِبٍ مَنْ زَعَمَ أَنَّهَا تَظْهَرُ فِي تِلْكَ الْلَّيْلَةِ لِلْعُيُونِ مَا لَا يَظْهَرُ فِي سَائِرِ السَّنَةِ من سقوط الأشجار إلى الأرض ثم رجوعها قائمة إلى أمكان أماكنها. Um, he's saying here that he's just pointing out um, he gave the ummah a sign, which is the sun, and the night, the weather in the night and the sun in the day. And he says, and this shows that it's a lie for someone who says that the trees bow that night and then return back up. This is nonsense. إِذْ لَوْ كَانَ ذَلِكَ حَقًّا لَمْ يَخْفَعْ عَنْ بَصَرٍ مَنْ يَقُومُ لَيْلَةَ السَّنِ كُلِّهَا Right? Uh, if that was the case, no one could miss that. Can't miss all the trees all of a sudden are bowing and then they're coming back up. فَكَيْفَ لَيَالِي شَهْرِ رَمَضَانِ وَأَمَّا الَّذِي خَصَّتْ به هذه الليلة من دون سائر الليالي فإنها خير من ألف شهر. Now what are the virtues of this night? 
the worship in it is better. It is more valuable than a thousand months. All of the good deeds that people do on that night is better than a thousand months. Okay. A thousand months with that don't have Laylatul Qadr, obviously. Your dua is answered in it. As long as you do not ask for something sinful or ask for the breaking up of a relationship. Okay. Seek it out and with nine remaining, he alaylat ihda wa shireen. Sabiatin tabqa, meaning thalatha wa shireen. Khamis tabqa, khamis wa shireen. The Prophet, when he said, seek it out with nine days remaining, it means the 21st night. When he says, seek it out with seven days remaining, it means the 23rd night. And when he says, seek it out with five days remaining, it means the 25th night. Okay. Ibn Battal says, okay. So here is the beauty of this. When the Prophet says, seek it out with nine days remaining. Well, here's the trick. You don't know if the month is going to be 29 or 30. So therefore, that ends up being the 20th and the 21st. Okay? And when he says, seek it out with seven days remaining, it ends up being the 26th and the 20, uh, uh, the 22nd and the 23rd. Right? When he says, seek it out with seven days remaining. So, seven taken away from 29, that's the 22nd. Or seven taken away from 30, that's the 23rd. So, by the prophet uh, using as a pivot, okay, pinning it to a date which is actually unknown to us, it makes us do both the odds and the evens. You see the wisdom of the prophet in saying that? Seek out Laylatul Qadr with nine days left in Ramadan. Hold on, we don't know if it's going to be 30 or 29. See that? That's the wisdom of how the Prophet ﷺ gave us an answer, but the answer makes us do odds and evens because you don't know what's how many days are left. Okay? SubhanAllah. And this proves that Laylat al-Qadr is always changing in the last 10 of the odd. من وترن إلى شفعن ومن شفعن إلى وترن لأن النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم لم يأمر أمته بالتماسها في شهر كامل دون ناقص بل أطلق على طلبها في جميع شهور رمضان التي قد رتبها الله مرة على التمام ومرة على النقصان فثبت انتقالها في العشر الأواخر كلها you see, he says here, summary of what he says. The Prophet told the Sahaba to do this. Seek it with nine days left. 
seven days left, five days left. And the Prophet witnessed a Ramadan once that was 29 days and another that was 30 days. And therefore, it, 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 you must seek it in all 10 days. It must be sought in all 10 days. Because you don't know what you're subtracting 9 from, 30 or 29. وَقَوْلِ ibn Abbas فِي حَدِيثِهِ هِيَ فِي تِسْعٍ يَمْضِينَ أَوْ فِي سَبْعٍ يَبْقِينَ هُوَ شَكْ مِنْهُ أَوْ مِنْ غَيْرِهِ فِي أَيِّ لَفْضَيْنِ قَالَ صلى الله عليه وسلم وَذَلَّ قَوْلُهُ فِي الْحَدِيثِ الْآخِرِ فِي سَابِعَةٍ تَبْقَى With seven days left, seek it with seven days left أَنَّ الصَّحِيحَ مِنْ لَفْضِ الشَّكِّ قَوْلُهُ فِي سَبْعٍ يَبْقِينَ With seven remaining عَلَى طَرِيقَةِ الْعَرَبِ فِي التَّأْرِيخِ إِذَا جَازُوا نِسْفَ الشَّهْرِ فَإِنَّمَا يُؤَرِّخُوا بِالْبَاقِ مِنْهُ لَا بِالْمَاضِي in the second half of the month, the Arabs speak, they, they talk about dates, about how much is left of the month. So, in the first half of the month, when the moon is going from crescent to full, they talk about how many nights have passed. So, five nights passed from the new moon, ten nights passed from the new moon. But after 15, they now count down. They say, with... Ten nights left, with five nights left, with four nights left. That's how the Arabs do ta'rikh. They, they counted days like that. And they expressed dates like that. Okay. Raf'a ma'rifat laylat al-qadr. Okay. The lifting... Of the specific knowledge of when Laylatul Qadr is. Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam came liyukhbirana bi Laylatul Qadr. Fatalaha rajulani min al-Muslimin. Fakala kharajtu liyukhbirakum bi Laylatul Qadri. Fatalaha fulan wa fulan furufiat. Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam came out to give a talk to the Muslims in the, in, uh, at night, one night in Ramadan. As the Prophet was coming out, two men began to argue. The Prophet ﷺ said, I was about to tell you that it was Laylatul Qadr. But these two men argued, so the angels lifted it. Or he didn't say the angels. He said, it was lifted. Okay. It was lifted. And perhaps this is better for you. So seek it out in the, with nine days left, seven days left, five days left. Okay. فَرُفِعَتْ يَعْنِي رُفِعَ عِلْمُهَا عَنْهُ بِسَبَبِ تَلَاهِ الرَّجُلَيْنِ That may be the meaning of that. Well, Laylatul Qadr descends and comes up. He says, no, no, no. He says, what it may mean is that his knowledge of Laylatul Qadr was lifted from him. Okay? So that it's not one day. Otherwise, you do nothing for that whole time until you do it that one day. فَحُرِمُوا بِهِ بَرَكَةَ لَيْلَةِ الْقَدْرِ وَالتَّلَاحِ التَّجَادُلُ التَّخَاسُمُ التَّلَاحِ means to argue and to dispute. تَلَاحَ فُلَانُ وَفُلَانَ تَلَاحِيًا وَلَاحَ فُلَانُ وَفُلَانُ وَفُلَانًا مُلَاحَاتًا وَلَحَاءً بِالْمَدِّ وَهَذَا يَدُلُّ أَنَّ الْمُلَاحَاءُ وَالْخِلَافِ يَصْرِفْ فَضَائِلَ كَثِيرًا Argumentation. This proves that argumentation 
brings away, pushes away a lot of benefit in the religion. Okay? And it forbids a person from a lot of reward. Do not argue. One thing I tell new converts these days, especially youth, you know that we had uh, a number of high schools entering Islam. One wants to enter Islam, one did enter Islam. And they say, oh, we're worried about our parents. I always tell them, don't argue with your parents. Religion is destroyed by argumentation. Okay? لِأَنَّ اللَّهَ تَعَالَى لَمْ يَرُدْ مِنْ عِبَادِهِ وَإِنَّمَا أَرَادَ بِحَبْلِهِ Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala did not want, He does not want separation amongst His worshippers. But He wants holding on to His rope. We should really, we, every, basically every time I log off Twitter, I, re, I have to revive, I have to renew my intention to stop arguing. If, if, the, if, you, if you highlighted Twitter in my hisab, if you highlighted all things, if you like did a search, you know, in, in Windows, in, in uh, Microsoft Word, you can f- find, highlight all the words of one word. You type in a search, highlight every word, every time that word's mentioned in the document. If you went into my time and you signed Twitter, okay, highlight all the times I was on Twitter. Just delete that. Yeah, probably a lot of good things would be gone, but probably 90% of my jidal argumentation would be gone. Okay? Yeah, the ratio of like oh, the, the yeah, argumentation wh- to Twitter time. Exactly. The ratio is very high. Argumentation, the ratio, the, 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 uh, the, the, the ratio of good things happening on Twitter and argumentation, I'm afraid it's probably not close. It's a detriment. It's, like this, it's a detriment. The stats it's, are going down. It's more negative, <laughs> right? And the, 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 the graph of likelihood chance of argumentation, every time you go onto Twitter, it goes up. SubhanAllah. That's why I now I just have screenshots if someone says something. And I want someone to make, I asked Moeen to make me a Twitter bot, Right? That every time the word, for example, let's say, attributes comes up, right? <laughs> the Twitter bot just responds. Here is an article, right? And it, it links to an article on the attributes. So every time qabds and sadl come up, anytime the word qabds comes up or sadl comes up, which is praying with the hands clasped or the hands down, or, or it comes up, or anytime the word bid'ah comes up, the, the Twitter bot comes in and says, here, here's an article, right? Things like that. Tasawwuf, boom, here's an article. Mawlid, boom, here's an article. So I don't have to answer anymore. I got a Twitter bot to do it for me, right? And it's not going to be an annoying one like uh, this, uh, these very sophisticated ones by this guy who never sleep, who who's always dreaming, Muhammad Qasim. Uh, may Allah guide him. If he's even a real human at this point, I don't even know. It's like, it's like a, one of these weird things. But... His things are like long and dramatic. No, I just here's an you 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 reference Tanzi. Here's what Imam Nawi says about Tanzi. You reference Ashadis. Here's a list of Ashadis, right? How could they how, how you think all these people did not know their aqidah? You reference Tasawuf. Here's a uh, short article on the proofs of Tasawuf and who in our ummah practiced Tasawuf. Uh, you asked about Sadr. Here are the Maliki proofs for praying with the arms down and many of the Sahaba did that like Abdullah bin Zubair uh, Zubair Awam himself okay. and many others many 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 others 
and all the proofs. So one liner with a link. That's it. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala lam yurid at-tafarruq min ibadihi wa inma arada al-i'tisam bihabli. We have to always remember this. Okay? وَجَعَلَ الرَّحْمَةِ مَقْرُونَ بِالْاَعْتِصَامِ The mercy in the Qur'an comes with i'tisam together, all together بِالْجَمَاعَةِ having a jama'ah mercy comes with a jama'ah وَلَا يَزَالُونَ مُخْتَلِفِينَ إِلَّا مَنْ رَحِمَ رَبُّكَ Okay? They remain separated except those whom Allah has mercy upon so Allah has likened mercy, has connected mercy to sticking with a jama'ah. And he has separated, it says mercy is not with those who separate. Okay. And there's another narration on how the Prophet knew when it was, but it was lifted from him. Ibn Wahb narrates from Yunus, from Ibn Shihab, from Abi Salama. From Abi Huraira, that the Messenger sallallahu alaihi wasallam said, "Uri tu laylat al-Qadri, thumma ayqadani baadu ahli fanasituha, faltamisuha fil ashri al-Gawaf al-Gawabir." I was shown when Laylat al-Qadr was, but then one of my fam- someone in my family woke me up, and I was made to forget it. So seek it out in the last ten nights. Tahawi says, "Wahada khilaf hadith ibada ibada, illa anhu qad yajuzu an yakuna dalik fi amain." This differs with the hadith of Ubadah, but it could be in, that this was in two different uh, years. It could be two different incidences. The incident in which he came out and the men were arguing, and the incident in which he, he was shown it and then forgot in his dream. And it could have been multiple incidents in which the Prophet was shown it, then it was taken away, taken away for a benefit. They both could have happened, the dream, in, in, in different times. So there's no contradiction. There doesn't, there's no, nothing saying that the Prophet was given the knowledge of Laylatul Qadr one time. He could have been given it multiple times. All right. Reading here from Ibn Battal's Sharh on Bukhari. ثم أمر بالتماسها فيما بعد ذلك العام في التاسعة والسابعة والخامسة ذلك كله على التحري لا على اليقين فدل ذلك على انتقالها. And all of this when the Prophet is seeking the last ten nights, seeking with nine days left, with seven days left, with three, five days left, is it's it's to to to, to seek it out and not to um, uh, be certain about one. Cannot be certain unless you see the. Uh, not be certain in advance. Of course, you can be certain if you, if you see the signs of it, and you can have yaqeen that we hit Laylat al-Qadr last night. And the Prophet said, "Asa an yakuna khairan lakum. Yuridu an al-bahtha anha wa talab laha bi kathir min al-amal. All right, huwa khairun min hadhi al-jiha. So that it's better not to know it, because then you're going to seek it out in ten straight nights. You're going to have more good deeds." What does the al-ghabr mean? 
يعني الباقين الذين أتت عليهم الأزمنة الغابرين means the, the remaining the word غبر غين بأرا remains the leftovers or the remaining وقد تجعله العرب بمعنى الماضي or what is in the past الغبر meaning what is in the past Now, let's take a quick break before we go to the rest. There's more here. One more chapter. Actually, let's just finish this chapter, then we'll take our break, because it's very short. What's we done in the last ten nights? What do we do? Aisha قالت كان النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم إذا دخل العشر الأواخر شد مئزره وأحيا ليله وأيقظ أهله. He would شد مئزره, roll up his sleeves, like in our language. Stay up all night. Wake up his family. There's no sleeping in the last 10 nights of Ramadan. There's no sleeping. Sleeping? What's sleeping? Ahya Laylahu. Ahya mean many different good deeds. Giving out food, doing ibadah, doing dua, doing dhikr, giving a talk. Many different good deeds. He was told this in the last 10 nights. Therefore, he saw it out in the last 10 nights. He may establish a sunnah of do what is safest in seeking it out. Meaning, okay, every night. All of this. Because nine days remaining from what? From 30 or from 29? So therefore you have to do 21 and 20. So you have to do all 10 nights. Okay. Then it will not Pass you. If you do the last ten nights, you will not miss it at all. Even if Allah had told us in one night, in the whole year there was a Laylatul Khadr, we would have to. Seek it out all nights, but out of mercy of Allah, knows this is not possible. Okay. So seeking, so the sprint of ten nights in the whole year, as opposed to all year, is easy. It's an easy, small payment. Okay. In uh, it's a small payment when thinking about the result, which is forgiveness and answered du'a. When min adabihi. He did not put it somewhere in the night. He put it in 10 nights. And those 10 nights, you are prepared by having fasted 20 nights before that, 20 days before that. Those people who are weak and those who get bored. As a gift from Allah. Sufyan al-Thawri says, Shadda mi'zarahu means, Lam nisa. He did not come near women. He did not have intercourse in the last ten nights. Tightened up his lower garment. And for those, and it should be the tradition of all practicing Muslims at least, and all the masajid, is that, Every last ten night, of course, some people work, but 
last 10 nights, it's in the masjid. The whole thing is in the masjid. Take, take your vacation time. Okay? Take your vacation time. وَفِي قَوْلِهِ أَيْقَضَ أَهْلَهُ He woke up his family. مِنَ الْفِقْهِ أَنَّ لِلْرَجُلِ أَنْ يَحُضَّ أَهْلَهُ عَلَىٰ عَمَلِ النَّوَافِلِ Okay? You should always be encouraging your family to do nawafil and good deeds. وَيَأْمُرُهُمْ بِغَيْرِ الْفَرَائِضِ مِنْ أَعْمَالِ الْبِرِّ And to tell them, do good deeds besides the fara'id, not just fara'id only. Okay? And lastly, وَيَحْمِلُهُمْ عَلَيْهَا And he should help them to do that. انْتَهَى شَرْحِ الْبَطَّالِ عَلَىٰ صَحِيحِ الْبُخَارِ فِي بَاب that is segment number one and we will recommend to you to be part of this podcast by supporting patreon.com slash that's where you're going to go and to support this live stream you're going to go to patreon.com slash society and that's where you are going to uh, be part of this and support it a lot of comments we're going to cover. We're going to cover a lot of things today. We've got a busy, busy program today. And this segment was a pretty long segment. How long have we been so far? Over an hour. Okay. You are also, if you have eye issues, you are going to go and get laser surgery real quick. Where? Ocean County Retina. They have offices all throughout Central and South Jersey. And you're not going to get LASIK surgery. You're going to get laser surgery by some people who are the highest edge from the best education on how to treat eyes and some people had even almost lost their vision okay almost lost their vision and at this center they were able to ocean county retina get their eyes back eyesight back by the permission of allah okay all right next take our classes at arcview dot o-r-g arcview.org is where you can take our classes and uh, go there uh, arcview.org and start taking classes you gotta learn formal education talim formal education okay now with that I came upon a video clip of Sheikh Hamza Yusuf I want to play it for you on two subjects, Deen of Islam and identitarian. What, what, what's, what's the right word for this? Identitarianism? Is that what it is? He's going to mention it here. That Islam, like anthropologically, as an identity. All right. Let's take a listen to this clip, and I need you, and I need you to, uh, to stop uh, when I tell you to stop because I want to make some comments on it. All right, go ahead. Bismillah. Um, again, see there, he translated, he could have translated that, um, on, on five, three, but he, he put Islam, you know, mm. uh, approved Islam as a religion for it because it, it means both Islam as a religion, but it also means submission. You know, I mean, Islam, it, it, it does mean submission. And that, that is the point. The Muslim is one who is submitted. 
Um, and, and so, uh, so I think, um, but it's also, it's clearly al-Islam. It's not simply like a perennialist view of, you know, any, any person who's submitted to God is a Muslim, that kind of idea, because that, that's a perennialist view. But I would say, and I'm not a perennialist by any stretch, but I would say there are people that are genuinely seeking the will of God who are in other faiths, you know, that don't, they might not have come to Islam or come to, or no, nobody ever brought it to them or told them about it or their prejudice. I mean, there's a lot of things. So, so you know, the Christians say, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Like that's asking for to be in accordance with the will of God, which is the meaning of submission, you know, to the will of God. So I think, um, you know, I think we tend, we, we forget because we start thinking about Islam as a sociological okay. designation Pause right as here. opposed to actually a state of being. That's the end of the first section in which there are verses in which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, as in Surah Al-Ma'idah, I'm pleased for you to have Islam as a religion. And there another verse says, Islam. Verily the religion in the sight of Allah is Islam. This comes up in many translations. Do they translate this as submission or as the religion of Islam? And I'll tell you why. Here, it is the religion of Islam, but I'll tell you why it almost doesn't matter. Because if you sub- translate it as the religion in the sight of Allah is submission. I'll tell you why it doesn't make sense, first of all, because submission is not a religion. It's a state. That's number one. Number two. Number two is, all right, let's say God wants submission. Tayyip, home tense. Um, and not Islam. Submission, but not doesn't say Islam. It says submission. All right. So tell me, that is, uh, is it submission to ignore his last prophet in his last book? Is that submission? Right? Wouldn't submission include, by necessity, his last prophet and his last book? So it doesn't matter how you translate it. You cannot uh, leave out, okay? You can't uh, leave out the concept that belief in Allah, true belief in Allah means accepting all of his will, including the last prophet and the last book. Okay? So that's the, um, I like the clip, and that's why I'm playing it. So I'm not saying anything that is against this clip. I'm actually happy to see this clip. And I would add to this clip that we got to keep in, there is no difference of opinion on matters that are qat'i or daruri in religion. There's no difference of opinion on that, okay? Difference of opinion exists in the dhanni speculative texts only speculative texts speculative text means that it could be read one way or the other that you can have difference of opinion on so there the the perennialist view is not one of the possible opinions that's the only thing i would add to 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 perfect the clarity of this clip is to say that keep in mind he mentioned the perennialist view the perennialist view contradicts what is known in religion by necessity okay and it is a kufri belief. It is an unacceptable belief in Islam. This relativism of, of faiths or that multiple faiths are all going to be accepted by God. You want to believe that, you believe that, but don't say it's consistent in Islam. 
That's what. That's my point. Don't try to say that the Quran promotes that. It's absurd. Even by using the verse, religion with Allah is submission. Okay, fine, submission. You th- can you submit while ignoring the last prophet and last book? Of course not, right? So, in that respect, uh, it, w- it was a nice clip. I liked it. And there's more I'm going to show you. I liked it, and, and I would add to it to further clarify that that perennialist view is, is not an acceptable opinion in Islam. It's not like this differed upon it, maybe, maybe not. Or are they kafir or are they not? No, it isn't, it's a different... You are on another religion if you go that route. To say that, yes, Muslims will be saved. Yes, uh, anyone else who hears about Islam but chooses because they have, you know, some whatever reason. No, we're not going to go that route. Okay? So that's, not, that's the first clip. Second clip. Keep going. The same clip, but second subject in the clip. Go ahead. And, and that in itself is problematic because we have people like there's people who they're really happy. They're like they have some. Oh, we have a Muslim mayor in such and such town. It's just because he has a Muslim name or is he really a Muslim? Because there's a lot of people that just are identitarians. They don't really. And they a lot of them hold really false beliefs. And some of them are essentially, you know, beliefs that would take them out of Islam because they're from things that are ma'lum min ad-din daruratan. They're known. Like you cannot say that, you know, any kind of illicit sexuality is permitted in Islam, which would include, you know, anything basically outside of, you know, marriage, because, you know, concubinage, all that's over and long gone. Um, but but the... Uh, you know, Islam only permits marriage between a male and a female biological designations, not somebody who identifies as. That, that's the only... So anything outside of that is prohibited. And if you say it's permitted, you have made what is known by the religion, by everybody, you've made the haram halal, and so it takes you out of Islam if you do that. It takes you out of Islam. I mean, you can say there is an opinion if you're outside of Islam, they can do whatever they want because that is a valid opinion. So in other words, it's not haram for them. Mm-hmm. That, that, there's two opinions. So some say the furu' are haram for them. But there, so there's musawiba and muqhatiya in usul. So there's both opinions exist and they're both valid. So if somebody says, you know, um, they can, they, they, it's, they're free to do whatever they want because they're not Muslim. Once you accept Islam, you have to abide by the rules. And if you don't, you have to repent. All right, that's it. You know, uh, there, there it is. So he's telling you if you have made halal what is, or, uh, what is known in religion by necessity to be haram, then you have essentially left Islam with that belief of yours okay and i would i would take that portion and add it to the perennialist portion if you had removed an obligatory belief that is known by necessity okay to be an obligatory belief then you have left islam such as removing the necessity to believe in the prophet from islam as an islamic principle you're saying that this is an islamic principle that you don't have to believe in the prophet and submit to him. And you have left Islam. Simple as that. 
Okay, simple and plain. Same as the, the ma- making halal what is known in religion, darurat uh, and to be haram, by necessity to be haram, you like Islam. Can you be a vegetarian and say, yeah, but, but I'm a type of vegetarian that we, we, we allow steak, eating steak. And you're not a vegetarian. Because it's known, you know, by the definition of the word that you don't eat meat. So, by the definition of Islam, the definition of Islam is that which is qat'i, it is explicit, and it's been repeated so many times that even a 10-year-old boy walking around would know it. Any 10-year-old child walking around in, 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 a, in, a, in a Muslim family or in a Muslim town, Muslim country would know it. Okay? Not that many beliefs, to be honest with you. One of them, I think, at the top of the list, worship one God, and Muhammad is the prophet. You have to believe in the prophet. And there's no other prophet. Okay? After him, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. There's no new prophet coming. Amongst them, illicit sex is haram. So in the same way that uh, the, the uh, one who says that the illicit sex is halal, he knowingly says this, is Sheikh Hamza is saying here, it's outside of Islam, right? That, that you say that you're outside Islam. Likewise, you say that you can follow any faith or you just respect the Prophet in general and don't have to submit to him as a Prophet and believe in him despite having heard of him, also outside of Islam. So I like the clip, and that's why I shared it. Okay, I like the clip, and um, we do have to have lines and boundaries in our religion. Otherwise, it's just chaos. It's not like we're sitting here and we want to exclude people out of Islam, but I don't like chaos. I don't like silliness either. It's like you, you have a religion. The, the, the book is really clear on these things, right? The whole religion is known. You're going to come now and try to create an anthropological type of religion where it's just whatever you identify as as a Muslim is, is Islam. It's, it's not even a theological debate. It's just silliness. And it's, it's a level of mockery of people's intellects. And that's one of the things, like a pet peeve to me. It's like a mockery of people's intellects. Right? It, clearly the book says that. Right? It says these things. You're going to go against it now. Uh, and, and, and then tell us it's an Islamic position that's valid. That's absurd, right? It's an absurdity. And the only reason that you don't name a specific person when, and call him a kafir is because of, just because there's a lot of lawyering that's going to be involved, right? A lot of lawyering that's going to be involved in saying, well, did he have one of the mawana? Did he have an excuse? Did he really mean this word? And he could wordsmith it around and... Uh, then you just waste of time at that point. But let's just call a spade a spade. If if a person says this belief knowingly, you're gonna put you out of Islam. So what does that mean? It means that we don't marry such a person. We would not put such a person in a Islamic conference and invite them and say, "Speak to us and inspire us." No, I don't care what good deeds you did after that. This is the worst deed you could do in our religion. The way the religion works. God is the highest and most important matter in our religion. You offend his rights, no good deed can compensate that until you fix his rights. Let's take a look, uh, uh, just, just as a metaphor. A guy insults his mom, then walks out and does charity to 100 different women. Is it acceptable? You tell me. 
is his good deeds outweigh his bad deeds or no? He goes to his mom. His mom says, hey, help me go get a cup of water. He says, you go get it yourself, you old hag. And then he walks out. And then he goes, gives charity and smiles and hugs 10 poor women. What, what is the deeds of this person? Do we now invite him? Come and tell us how to do good deeds. Come and tell us how he'd be good to women. Or is this person just exed because of one, that one deed? That one deed outweighed all those other deeds. Right or wrong? If, it, if he did that to his mom, then he went and was nice to 100 women. To 1,000 women, it'd still be negated. That's your mom. Now, let's contrast that. And a lot of gangsters were like this. Wonderful to his mom. Okay? Excellent to his mom. Then goes out, and he does all sorts of crimes. Yeah, he's a bad guy. But he, we would say, like, yeah, that's actually not as bad as the one who cusses out his mom and then goes does good deeds to strangers. That is segment and item number two in our long program today. Okay, And I'm looking forward to see what people have to say about that. Right. Slave King is asking, what about Ibn Arabi's poetry? No, Ibn Arabi's poetry, I don't even, show me where, where does he say, where are those lines that would indicate perennialism? And I, poetry is not a hujjah. These poets, these poems, do they have a senate to Ibn Arabi? To Rumi? Do they even have a senate? Do we even know that they actually said those things? Let the Syrians uh, interpret that because they're the experts on Ibn Arabi. What about those, uh, Umm Maryam is saying, what about those who did not hear about the message of Islam? No problem. They're forgiven completely. All right? Forgiven completely. That's the verse. Item number, segment number three. Before we get to opening up some gifts here. Do you all remember when we read the story where, oh shoot, where is it? I got to find it now. We all read the story where um, the Hamline incident occurred where a professor was showing a picture that was by a Muslim of, of the Prophet ﷺ. He painted the Prophet. Now, we know that's forbidden, right? But he painted the Prophet. And that professor um, said that, I know this, is, this may be offensive, and I want to make sure nobody gets offended, and here I am, I'm going to let you know in advance, and then on the day of the class... Remember, for Muslim students, we're going to show this picture. If you don't want to be here for this, you can leave. And despite that, still, a Muslim student made a big hoopla about it, went, to, went over the teacher's head to the dean, and then made it a woke movement about uh, hate and intolerance and all that. And that professor was fired. And then there was a big debate that ravaged, the, especially the, the, the art world and free speech world. Well, guess what? That dean, that president, Fainese Miller, okay, lost the confidence of the university's full-time faculty members 
And as a result, she's out. She's out. Fainese Miller's out. Now, I'll tell you why Fainese Miller deserves to be out and why she doesn't deserve to be out. She does deserve to be out for quickly reacting to the mob. And I'm here as a Muslim telling you, this was almost like a mob mentality. And the hearing was not made for... And if I was to hear both sides, remember, this is a secular university. This is a secular school. There was something un-Islamic done it in it, but it was not a hateful action. By any means, I'm telling you now as a Muslim, it's un-Islamic, it's haram. That picture, to draw is haram, to preserve it is haram, to hang it is haram, to teach it is haram, right? Unless you're teaching it as something wrong. Here is an example of something wrong, right? Haram. But was hate intended? Was insult intended? No, I'll tell you, respect was, 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 was done here. She told you in the syllabus, we're going to actually cover this. She told you that you can excuse yourself from it. She's not going to force you to take a quiz on it. There was no hatefulness. There was no will to insult from that professor. Yet, because of the fear of the woke mob, they axed her. She was gone. Okay. And then after, there was an outroar of, hold on a second, did you have a hearing? Hold on a second, did you, uh, did you see, did you, did you in- interview the teacher? And all, where's free speech and the art world's going crazy? Then, they flopped, flip-flopped. Uh, anytime you get a leader, that flip-flops game over. You lost confidence. The president of Hamline University, who had been under sharp criticism, and thanks for, to Mohamed Azagbi for, for, for letting us know about this article, who had been under sharp criticism for the treatment of an adjunct professor who showed images of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. I, I remind you, images painted by Muslims, not mockery images of the Prophet, peace be upon him, not cartoons for people right, who, who did it out of hate for the Prophet. No, this was by a Muslim done out of love, sinfully, out of love for the Prophet Out of respect and love and honor of the Prophet. Yes, he had love and honor and respect, but he did it sinfully. We're confirming that it's sinful to do this, to paint the Prophet. Even out of love for the Prophet What's the ruling on someone who makes up false hadith so that people could love the Prophet? We say that's sinful. Okay? Major sin for you to do that. But he's not doing it to malign the Prophet. It's a big difference. She said she's retiring in June. She's the president of the Minnesota school. Initially defended the university's decision to not reappoint the lecturer who had shown students after providing warnings, images of the Prophet Muhammad igniting a debate about academic freedom and Islamophobia. Many Muslims say they are prohibited from viewing images of the Prophet Muhammad out of concerns of idolatry, but Muslims have varying views about such representations. On Monday, an email from the administration, by the way, differing views are not differing views. They're not living by Sharia. This is a college. They're not operating by Sharia. All right. On Monday, an email from the administration to the campus announced that Dr. Miller would step down. Okay. But it made no mention of the controversy. The, The interaction between us and a secular university is respect and hatefulness, right? An attempt to smear, not Sharia. 
subhanAllah, in the message. Of course, we would love it to be Sharia, but it's not. Ellen Waters, the chairwoman of the university's board of trustees, called Dr. Miller an innovative and transformational leader. Yeah, she did transform the university, that's for sure, right? I don't know if the transformation that she wanted. Well, she definitely made New York Times headlines. Imagine you take the job and some stranger walks up to you and says, congratulations, you're going to make New York Times headlines. Like, wow, right? Yeah, in the wrong way. She had ably led the university through a time of change. Then why isn't she getting renewed? Why is she retiring? This is just a bunch of retirement saying nice words and passing out cupcakes when someone retires. Hamline is forever grateful for Dr. Miller's tireless and dedicated service. This is just a, a press release type of statement. After the lecturer, Erica Lopez Prater, who was told her contract would not be renewed, the administration's actions were strongly and widely criticized. And Dr. Lopez filed a lawsuit. Ah, there you go. That's the summary right there, the lawsuit. The university eventually backtracked, but many faculty members said the reputation, reputational damage is done. Okay. Anyone puts Hamline University on there uh, anywhere? It's going to have an asterisk if you have any memory of this incident. The university's full... You put a school in Minnesota. is better for you. The university's full-time faculty members overwhelmingly voted in January to support a statement that said they no longer have faith in Miller's ability to lead. 71 faculty members voted 4 and 12 against, and 9 abstained. Discussion over. Okay. They said that the administration's handling of the cartoon con- or the of the Muhammad painting controversy did great harm to the university. Yeah, it was not done with a clear head. The clear head would have said, "Let's have a hearing first. Okay. We affirm academic freedom and the foster uh, the responsibility to foster an inclusive learning community. Importantly, these values neither contradict nor supersede each other. By the way, do you know that cutting up a human being is haram in our religion? And every medical school does it. Her retirement brings to an end a rocky presidency that saw Dr. Miller at the center of student protests, declining enrollment. Oh, wait till, wait till next term unless you're giving out degrees for free. Wait till the decline next semester. You ought to pay people to... I'm telling you, this school, you're better off for the next year. Pay people to show up. Pay people to come and join your university just to get things going again until people forget. Give it two, three years, people will forget. Okay? Success, all right? She also did have some success, like increasing the share of the university's students of color and creating greater support for these students and students from diverse backgrounds. Yeah, look what it got you. In the Muhammad controversy, she was criticized for bending to the will of student active activists. Yeah, uh, that's accurate. But Dr. Miller, who was the university's first black president, also found herself targeted by students for resisting the calls of activists. These activists, you give them an inch, they take a mile. No, nothing from you, activists. If I want to read, if you're telling me that the rule is wrong, in my handbook, in my school handbook. I'll correct it, but never after your protests. I'll correct it on my own time later on. I want to make sure that you know that your protest got you nothing. Because I'm telling you, you're, you're going to end up with 
the saying and the dog will eat you answer these activists one time apologize one time you're going to apologize forever never apologize to these people in 2019 four white student athletes were seen on video singing along to a popular song that included a racial epithet where was the video taken on student property or not Uh, on school property or not Students demanded that she punish the students in the video. She said, no, this is a teachable moment. She said her response would have been different if the students had directed the word at another student. It also depends on what property they were on. Are they singing this song on school property? Like at a football game? Or in their own home? And it went viral on the internet. Or someone recorded it at a party. It's a big difference. Now, students also protested. I'm, I'm actually, again, think she made the wrong decision here. If it was on school property, not reprimanded in some way, shape, and form. Yeah, you're going to get punished for that. Students also protested her last fall, uh, or protested her last fall after she suggested to a gathering of student leaders that they donate money to the university while students there. What? Why would I donate money to the school? I'm paying tuition. This, is, I'm sorry. President Miller. President Miller. <laughs> uh, all right. Daughter Fett, students, pay tuition paying students, come to the fundraiser too. Wait a second. What? Okay. The comments students said were oblivious to their financial struggles. Also, it doesn't make any sense. Why, why, should, I, why should I pay? Uh, why should I make a donation when I'm paying? I feel bad for this sister, this woman. I'm sorry. I feel bad for her. Dr. Miller is a social psychologist who specializes in psychosocial developments of adolescents. She's going to be seeing a psychologist after this past year, unfortunately. It's been so bad for her. And here we are sort of um, (laughs) laughing at her, but some of these comments, (laughs) I've I've never heard a business say anything more ridiculous. Imagine Nike says to you, donate, right, to to (laughs) nut after you bought our... uh, uh, $120 dunks. I need to get myself some dunks. They seem, I, I, I watched Omar come in, slip the dunks on, slip them off. I need these dunks, man. She was the first founding chair of ethnic studies at Brown University. Oh, she's a big shot. Brown University. She's the chair of the department. She was a faculty member for 20 years. This is not some mediocre person. Very, um, she's a veteran. She's at an Ivy League school. She then was a dean at the University of Vermont. This, this Hamline thing is like a retirement gig, right? President of Hamline. It's like a retirement gig. She, she did her bulk of her work at Brown University as a chairman of a massive department, okay? Ethnic studies. I know it's not real knowledge, but it's something, right? Gender studies. Yeah, <laughs> gender studies. Her presidency may be ultimately defined by how she handled the controversy. That's a shame because she did totally botch this up but should that be the only thing it's going to be in the court of public opinion it will be the only thing anyone knows about her in the public right after an observant muslim student in the class complained to administrators at the lecture dr prater was told that her services would no longer be needed in the spring Uh, then according to internal emails administrators sought to squelch what they believed could become a national controversy a senior administrator sent an email to the community college 
or to the community calling the instructor's actions Islamophobic, which is totally not true. It's haram, yes. Un-Islamic, yes. Islamophobic, no. Un-Islamic. Half the departments in these schools are un-Islamic, right? All the whole philosophy departments un-Islamic with their atheism, okay? So Dr. Miller and the Vice President for Inclusive... Uh, for inclusive excellence, signed a statement that said sensitivity has superseded academic, should have superseded academic freedom. Okay. Administrators invited a speaker to a town hall who compared showing images to teaching that Hitler was good. Uh, that is just absurd. That is absurd. I- I'm telling you, we have to be fair. We have to insuff. Your own Muslims are coming and saying this stuff. Okay. Uh, and I'm telling you right now, it's absurd. The analogy is not even there. Even if you if you represent Muslims, why would you use the word Muhammad and Hitler in the same sentence? I don't care what you're saying. You just, I have to. We have to have insaf here. But if administrators were motivated in part by avoiding national attention, they miscalculated. They want to avoid national. Uh, uh, they they said la taftinna Allah fil fitnati Allah says in the Quran, people come and say, "Oh Allah, don't test us. You've already fallen in the test." Dr. Prater also marshaled public support. She reached out to Christiane Gruber, an Islamic art historian at U. Mitch, who wrote an essay defending her and started an online petition demanding that the University Board of Trustees investigate the matter. That's the professor. Supporters of academic freedom and free speech slammed Hamline, a private liberal arts college with about 1,800 undergrads. Uh, that's probably going to be 18 next year, not 1,800. Uh, for what they described as an egregious attack on academic freedom. Islamic art historians said that images of that Dr. Lopez was showing all right, uh, in, in the art classroom often were, were, were shown in other classes without the opt-out mechanism the instructor provided. Yeah, she was being more than respectful. And she's not quizzing them on it. Because if you opt out, obviously she's not going to quiz you on it. Muslims and groups representing them, including CARE, said her actions were not Islamophobic. Thank you. Eventually, the university, in a statement signed by Dr. Miller and the university's board chair, Ms. Waters, walked back its most controversial statement. They took it back, including that Lopez's actions were Islamophobic. Like all organizations, sometimes we misstep, the statement said. Yeah, definitely a misstep. In the interest of hearing from and supporting our Muslim students, we use language that does not reflect our sentiments on academic freedom. Based on what we've learned, we have determined that our usage of the term Islamophobic was flawed. Okay, at least they made up for it. But it doesn't matter. Damage is done. So you get the point. We read this story again. That's the end of it. Uh, the statement added, it was never our intent to suggest academic freedom is of a lower concern. Uh, the university statement also came t- the same day that Dr. Lopez sued the university's board. You see that, 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 that sliminess? It came on the same day that you got sued. Your lawyers told you walk it back. All right. The lawsuit filed in the University Dis- U.S. District Court in Minnesota states that Hamline's action have caused Dr. Lopez loss of income, all right, and reputation. No, I think your reputation went up, right? No one have heard of you before. Now all these art historians are sympathizing with you and they love you, and all the academic freedom people love you. So um, your reputation did not go down, not one bit. It actually went up, and I'm sure that she will find she will become like a celebrity professor, right? Uh, somewhere else all right segment number what four we have gifts 
the updated the this here is the low grade i have in my hand the low grade zikr ring it's called zikr ring okay yeah definitely they see company i qibla is the company okay this here in my hand is the like american grade you know that if you get like a kit kat in america you get the good kit kat if you go to india you get the junky kit kat right if you go to egypt it's a junky kit kat it's almost like the ref- leftover chocolate it's the taste terrible okay well likewise there are different grades of zikarings apparently i had gotten the one which is the low grade one okay huh i got the indian one for sure okay this right here look at the packaging first of all this right here is the high grade this is this is look at this yeah exactly you go to europe you get the real chocolate now look at the beauty of this one here i gotta unpack this somehow this one charges in an ipod uh airpod sorry where is it i can't i can't get it open where is the charger shoot it charges in a packaging is too good I was given to this by one of our young students here. Okay. I need to get this out here. The charger, I, can't, I need to get... Maybe the charger's separate. I thought the charger was here. That's what I wanted to show you guys. It's the AirPod charger. Okay. You put this in an AirPod charger, and then you charge it. Okay. Obviously not an Apple AirPod charger, but it's like, it's just like that. Here, I'm going to throw this to you. Could you see if you get this open? I think the charge is at the bottom. No? Oh, yeah, here it is. Not good packaging. and The person might not know that there's something. About. All right, here's the bottom of the package. And look at this gorgeous charger here. Okay. It's, it's an AirPod-style look of a charger. Packaging is, like, so good, it's actually getting frustrating. Okay, and there it is. Look at this. You see, I'll put it against my shirt because my shirt is white. All right? And, of course, you have... It's a regular, you know, the same charger as an Apple or anything. What is it called? USB Universal. What is it called now? USB-C? All right, you stick it in here. Okay, you stick it in like this. And then you charge it. Okay? Any charger would work for this. All the universal, you know, like the the, the new universal that everyone uses because before that it the ring my ring this ring right here has its own charger it's a charger you, you can't find this type of charger at target or on you know it's a specialty charger so this ring it's it's a bit heavier the quality is amazing and it goes up to ten thousand. the quality of the ring like this one was like not that great quality right but this quality was solid like, it's, it's really like a ring that you could show somebody, and it has weight to it, okay? And then you stick it in here, close it, and you charge it, okay? That's it. And this is, and it comes with, like, a little booklet. I mean, they're, they're, everyone, everyone tries to mimic Apple now these days, the way that Apple made their products. So this is in English, Arabic, French. We have some French 
listeners here, viewers. And in the Turkish, okay. What are the features of the ring? The features of the ring, okay. The features of the ring are as follows. Uh, actually, you know what? Let me read it because it's probably not charged. Okay. Okay, Naz, no, oh, this is a, it's a Vicar ring. It counts here. There, there, there is a counter here. Let's take the sticker off. It's not charged, so you can't see it. There's a counter, but I'll show you on the old one. There's a counter here, and you count your misbeh. It's an electronic misbeh, essentially, but you wear it as a ring. All right? And let's see the, the, the features here. It has a... Uh, you press it once, it has a... It counts for you. Okay? But then you could press it, you, you hold it down for a long amount of time, it'll go to zero, okay? You hold it down for a longer amount of time, it'll give you the time and the date, if you want that. I don't really care for that. I don't need that, the ring for that, okay? It'll tell you the battery, how much is left with three bars, and it also, this one has a Bluetooth connection. Why would I need a Bluetooth connection? I don't know, right? Am I going to connect it to my car? right and start counting on the screen of my car who knows right but that's essentially what you get you do get the time and date and the counts now it'll buzz at 33 66 99 100 then it won't buzz anymore and i and mine this one it buzzes at a thousand which is very useful to me i think this one the new ones go up to 10,000 meaning It'll buzz. It'll be nine 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 nine. Then it'll buzz. Okay. I do prefer, to be honest, the one that buzzes at a thousand because that's usually the vicars that you do. The the Abdullah bin Masood started the vicar of established for the community that vicar of one thousand salat on the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam. All right. So that is the 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 zikr ring. It's called zikr ring. All right. That's it. I qibla is the company. And this was given to be this fancy one, up top of the line, Western country grade, by my American student, my my uh, a young student of mine. What is the next gift I want to share with everyone before we get to some Q and A? I've never, huh? Oh, Bluetooth for Salah times, maybe yes, maybe. Okay, I've never received a gift like this. Okay. Look what's in this bag. I guess for tarbiyat al or something. A whip. Look at this oxtail whip. This is for horses, obviously. Right? Imagine our security guard walks around with a whip. Okay? Look at this whip. Okay? It's a leather whip that goes from thick to thin to very thin. Okay? Two very, very thin. You're really trying to hurt someone with this one. Okay? This is a whip. I wonder how, how far back would I have to hold my hand to, to actually whip this. Right? To actually whip something. Oh! That's how it works. Okay? So if we ever had a horse here, we now have a whip. Okay? I just whipped the wall. Oh, this is really good, actually. So all the weight is down here. So it doesn't take a lot of whip uh whipping 
and then because it's lighter as it goes down. All right. Let's see it. Yeah. Oh, he says it's tutorial. Now, who are we whipping with this? That's the question. Because you know the sh- the Sharia does not allow us to whip people with an oxtail whip. You know that? Sharia does not allow that. Well, oxtail meaning it gets thin and it cuts your skin. We're not allowed to cut people's skin. Okay. So, and then it has a little uh, thingy that you could... But I, I never received a gift like this before, but I'm interested in it now and I need to... Uh, <laughs> I need to find something to whip now. All right, let's see this video. Impressive. Oh, impressive. I'll tell you what you do. If something goes wrong, you just walk around the house whipping the walls with this thing. No one is going to mess around. You don't touch anyone. I'm not hitting any of your kids. No, I'm just whipping the walls with this thing. Whipping the floor. All right? And all of a sudden, wait, did I commit a crime? No. Just whipping the floor, this thing. All of a sudden, edip happens. Where did all this edip come from? So, all right, let's go to some, what time is it? Goodness, we've never been this late on the stream. Okay. Chocolate Wallace says it's a metaphor for your last debate. Yeah, my last and only so far. I, I, I'm going to keep this here. I'm glad we don't have anyone ever misbehaves on the stream. But keep Someone's it here. Yeah, boom. What do time zones... We'll only take a few questions because it's so late now. I mean, what do time zones and a different Ramadan start day mean for Laylatul Qadr? No, nothing. It's nothing at all. doesn't mean anything for Laylatul Qadr. Oh, yeah, Muslim cowboy. Brandon, you, you, ha- you don't have one of these, Brandon? You need one. Okay. All right, who else? What else we got here? If the majority of your zikr is sending salah on the Prophet ﷺ, is that sufficient? Not only sufficient, it is excellent. And does it cleanse the heart? Yes, 100%. Is it okay to do dhikr while listening to a lecture? If it's, if it's a, a story, if it's a light lecture in which you are not present. So it's like a recording. If you're present, and the person is is there, do not do dhikr while you're sitting in front of somebody. It's it's qillat adab. Okay. Remember in Darul Mustafa Habib Ali used to roast the students who would do dhikr in the middle of his lesson. He said he would say, Are you here for the lesson or are you here doing dhikr? So don't do dhikr in the middle of the Shaykh's lesson. But if it's a story you're just listening to on like uh, YouTube or something and it's not something you have to think much about, then yes. What is the adab of Muslim YouTubers? Mm, interesting. Yeah, we can think about that and ponder it. Ponder that. Okay. If the majority... Can you calculate Laylatul Qadr in advance? No, Laylatul Qadr is known after the fact. That's the other one of the beauties of it. It's known after the fact. That night, there is a great peace and a cool and cool weather, crisp air... And then the next morning, the sun comes up with no rays. Okay. 
Allah has put a sign for Laylatul Qadr and something that nobody can block out from you and everyone can see. Okay. Muslim Ahmad says there is a hadith about Hawari Yun disbelieving in Jesus 12 times after he, he will be risen to heaven. What were those 12 times that they disbelieved? I, I don't know that hadith, to be honest with you. I have to find out and see what you're saying about that hadith. How could they, their disbelief can't be of kufr. It must be something else. That I can tell you. Good. How... Osman Zubairi says, how should someone make Salah more beloved to them and reduce the feeling of it being a chore? Is to know, is to put in front of you that you have a great reward in this life, in the near future, from the one to whom you're praying. And most people, they don't put reward in front of them. They just have a whip behind them. Okay, They have a lot of tarheeb, but not enough tarheeb. Tarheeb is to scare someone. Tarheeb is to make them desire something. And if you do a lot of tarheeb, it becomes tenfir. If you always scare, 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 eventually it loses its effect on a person and they just say, ah, to heck with all of it. I'm, I'm damned, I'm damned, either way. Okay. Can you take an inhaler while fasting? No, the ruling is that it breaks the fast, the emergency fast, then you're sick. If that's the case, because you are getting vapor into your throat. Okay. If you have a health trial that no doctor can resolve... What worship is recommended? Salat Tabiyah. Salam Habib. Salat Tabiyah is recommended. Okay. If someone has a trial, should a Surah Al-Baqarah be recited daily? Hasbunallah Allah wa should be recited and as much Quran as you can, yes. But Hasbunallah wa al A lot of that. Okay. If you have an issue like that. Safa says, is it true that once in the barzakh you forget about your life in the dunya? It's not that you for... No, you don't forget about it completely. But you forget the pains of it. If you are in the paradise of barzakh. If barzakh is paradisical for you, you forget the pain of the dunya. The hardships of the dunya. Can we inherit from non-Muslim parents? No, but you can take the wealth. Because the wealth is always better in the hand of a believer than a non-believer. That's a principle in, in Islam. So what we say about this is that you can't, it's not inheritance. Don't treat it as inheritance. It's just changing the word, but you will take that money. If there was an Islamic state, the money would go to the state, not to you. If Sophia says, if we have the intention to stay awake and we try, but we fall asleep, do we get the reward of seeking Laylat al-Qadz? You get the reward as much as you were able to do. And as... Sayyid Musayb said, Aisha in Jama'ah is a, the first portion of it. What do you recommend for students who will do Laylatul Qadr and may not be able to stay up all night? No, you just do what you can. I would sleep and, and I would stay up in the last portion of it, more important than the first portion of it, if you have to sleep. In the Madiki school, what's the minimum qaza we can pray in a day? Well, Madik rep- recommended 25, but in actual practice, 5. Practically speaking, for our times, one qada after every fart. I was blessed to go to Mecca, says Isra, and made dua for your and the organization, Jazakumullah khairan, and, and for everyone here. All right, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept that dua. Okay. Security guard is going to be prepared with the whip and a bow and arrow now. 
Yes, because we have a bow and arrow. Where is our bow? Where is our bow and arrow? Oh, you organized it. Go keep it, keep it. It's good. Thank you for organizing because we had so much stuff. You organized it. Is it wrong to have a wird of Baqarah every day instead of doing a khatm? In Ramadan, a khatm is better because that's what Sayyidina Jibreel did with the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Okay. Can, uh, Instagram question. Can we fast on behalf of the deceased? Not in the Maliki school. Maybe in the Hanafi school. What's the word on that, Omar? Yeah, maybe in the Hanafi school. But in the Maliki school, the only thing you could do is what the Prophet had established was permissible or permitted, um, which is financial acts. So you can give charity on behalf of someone. Also, Hajj and Umrah are considered 50% financial. So you can do charity, Hajj and Umrah. And Dua. But you cannot send them a fast. Why do some people say it's pointless to pray Qada and it's not accepted? Because they're jahil. That's the only reason they're saying that. What do you mean point? it's not accepted? It's fudded on you. What are you, your business if it's accepted or not? What is your business if it's accepted? You, you owe me rent, right? Is it your business if I take the money and throw it in the garbage? Or take the check and I rip it up because I don't want it? You owe me the check. So that's it. You owe Allah the qada. That's it. It's the Hanbali school that says you weren't even a Muslim. So just make tawbah. Because you weren't even a Muslim. And you don't make them all up. In the Hanbali school, you were not a Muslim. So you don't make them all. But then again, you don't have any of your good deeds either. What is the trust that the human beings have received? It is the choice. Having choice. Okay, that's the trust. Can you tell me about how people say Prophet Adam made mistake and Abraham lied? Doesn't make doesn't make sin right. So, can you explain the lie of Sayyidina Ibrahim was not an actual lie. It was called a tawriya. It was true in his in in the in 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 one way, but it was understood in a different way. That's because one word can have multiple meanings, and so that was not a, a sin for Prophet Ibrahim. He treated it like a sin for himself, but that doesn't mean it was sinful. Secondly, Adam salam, it could be that he forgot it were, or he was tricked by Iblis. Those are the two answers given, right? And, and that he forgot is the correct answer. So, Asa Adam Adam did something that his Lord told him not to do. That's correct. But why? Allah says in the Quran, Nasiya. He forgot, and we, he did not have the strength of remembering the rule, right? So that's why he was sent down to the dunya. So Allah himself tells us, He forgot. Why are we then debating and blaming him? When the Quran makes him innocent, it says he forgot. Can a true dream does not occur because of sins? Yes, you can block yourself from seeing good dreams because of sins. You can read Quran on the deceased. Yes, you can, and intend for the deceased to receive it. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that has become our last, uh, this is our last stream for a while until we come back after the first week of Shawwal is over. Okay. What is it meant if a person dreamt that he saw the Prophet greeting him by lowering the head a little while the Prophet was standing in a line of men? Allah Adam, but it's definitely a good dream to see the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said that he wanted to bury his daughter himself so he could make the squeeze of the grave easier for her. Do awliya also experience fear in the grave? Everyone is experiencing something new, something you've never done before. 
going to the grave. So everyone will experience a little bit of anxiety because it's something you've never done before. Okay. A sign of Laylatul Qadr, the atmosphere will be calm and clear, yes. And that the sun will rise the next day with no rays. Yes, that's correct. That's a summary of it. Okay. What is Salatul Ba? I think you said it was a healing, a health condition. As-salat al-tibbiyah. That's what I said. As-salat al-tibbiyah. And somebody put it in the, in the comments. How do you reconcile betrayal from a friend and giving the benefit of the doubt? Um, you need to have a meeting with that friend and talk face-to-face so that shaitan doesn't play in your head and tell them why you felt upset and, and what you worried that, they, that had happened. Okay. Can you have a section in your talk where you review Muslim videos against each other and tell us your opinion? Many of the sheikhs do not defend themselves. Hard to tell what is right. We, we could watch more videos if you want, inshallah. Okay. As long as it has some value. Right. Why do some people say... Uh, okay, so that's pretty much all we're going to be able to get to. Jazakumullah khairan, brothers and sisters. It's been a pleasure. And it's now time to roll up our sleeves and uh, focus the rest of our month of Ramadan on ibadah only. If you're able to take off from work, you do that. And if not, then you do the best you can. May Allah Ta'ala accept from us. We'll close out with Dua An-Nur. May Allah Ta'ala give us strength and inspiration to continue this month um, and and close it out, having made all the dua that is close to our hearts and believing that Allah will answer it for us. اللهم اجعل لي نورا في قلبي ونورا في قبري ونورا في سمعي ونورا في بصري ونورا في شعري ونورا في بشري ونورا في لحمي ونورا في دمي ونورا في عظامي ونورا في عصبي ونورا من بين يدي ونورا من خلفي ونورا عن يميني ونورا عن شمالي ونورا من فوقي ونورا من تحتي اللهم زدني نورا وأعطني نورا واجعلني نورا وصلى الله على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم سبحان ربك رب العزة عما يصفون وسلام على المرسلين والحمد لله رب العالمين